DiscerningHearts.com presents Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors. I'm your host, Chris McGregor, and I am delighted to be joined by Gretchen Crow, who is Editorial Director for Periodicals for Our Sunday Visitor, where she oversees the digital and print publication of OSV News Weekly, The Priest, Deacon Digest, and Simply Catholic. An award-winning writer and photographer, Gretchen has been a member of the Catholic Press Association since 2008. She is also the author of Why the Rosary? Why Now? With Gretchen Crow, we go inside the pages of Praying the Rosary with St. John Paul II, published by Our Sunday Visitor. Gretchen, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Chris. Talk to me, if you would, about what motivated you to put together this beautiful compilation, Praying the Rosary with St. John Paul II. Thank you so much for asking. Um, I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Why the Rosary? Why Now? And within that book, I was making a case for the importance of why people needed to pray the rosary regularly. Um, So identifying some of the issues that were facing our world and our culture in particular, and showing how the rosary could kind of combat those. So increased secularism, problems within the church. Um, the problems with the family, the need for peace in the world, of course, our universal call to holiness, things like that. Um, and in that book, I used an excerpt from St. John Paul II's beautiful apostolic letter, Rosarium Virginis Mariae, um, which is, of course, the beautiful document in which he introduced the luminous mysteries, which focus on Christ's public ministry. And I just felt like there was, he had such a love for the rosary that came out so clearly within that document. And of course, throughout his pontificate and throughout his life, um, that I wanted to connect him more directly with the rosary in devotional form. So that John Paul, now revered by the church as a saint, um, recognized his holiness and that he's in heaven can kind of lead us himself um, closer to Jesus with the help of Mary. And so that was really what I wanted to do with this book was to show John Paul's love of Mary and love of the rosary and also show that he himself um, embodied the virtues um, and how he embodied the virtues that ultimately got him to heaven. There's a story about when John Paul was was born, his mother, he was born in May. And in the village where he was born, the choir nearby was singing Marian hymns. And so his mother instructed the attendant who was with her in the moments after John Paul was born to throw open the windows uh, so that the first sounds that her newborn son would hear were the sounds of these Marian hymns singing praise to Mary. And I think, you know, so if you think from the earliest moments of his life, he was introduced to a love of the Blessed Mother. He had no choice really but to have it flourish from then. I mean, he was he was so devoted to Mary throughout his life um, that his love for the rosary was almost natural, you know, as it as it flowed from that. And his desire um to have other people love it and his witness to others. There's a great introduction 
um, into this book, forward to this book, by a former Swiss guard who was talking about how he was so um, struck by the witness of John Paul II's prayer and praying the rosary and how he seemed to just go to another place. Um, that witness that John Paul gave us um, is not to be taken lightly. Um, I think that's the witness that you were talking to, talking about referencing, um, that his impact on the church and the faithful uh, resonates today still as strongly as it did when he was Pope. And um, to be able to keep that legacy alive and that love of Mary and the rosary alive uh, in this small way is a great gift for me. We're talking to Gretchen Crow about her book, Praying the Rosary with St. John Paul II. It is a remarkable gift that he has given us in fostering the devotional life. Not only in the rosary, the fact that he would lift up the Divine Mercy Chaplet and so many other things. The faithful need to be able to have those anchors, don't they, Gretchen? Absolutely. It's so important to, to growing in the spiritual life, to growing in relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, it, it seems like people are always looking um, these days, <clears throat> working as I do in Catholic publishing and Catholic media. We know people are looking for the basics, mm -hmm. um, the basics of how do I develop this relationship with Christ? How do I know that I'm on the right path where God is calling me? Um, how can I identify um, the discernment of the Holy Spirit in my life? And I think that John Paul, with his direction um, to the rosary and with his um, example of, of devotion in, in private prayer and, and personal life, really has pointed the way for us in a lot of ways to, to help us discern to help us answer some of these questions. It's it's so important that we grow in relationship with Jesus. And a lot of times people have no idea where to start. Um, but I think if we start by placing ourselves at the feet of the Blessed Mother, um, that she can help us. She wants nothing more than to bring each of us to her son. And that's the beauty of the rosary. Also connects us with the communion of saints and being able to pray this rosary accompanied in the work that you brought forward to us in the book. I just want to say it just it feels as though John Paul is right there with you praying the rosary. I think that is a real gift that sometimes we may not appreciate that transcendent encounter. Has that been your experience at all? I was wondering when I was putting this book together if after praying with it, um, for a few, a couple of months, it would become kind of stale. If, you know, as you pray the joyful mysteries twice a week in continuity, it, are the Holy Father's words going to become too familiar, not be able to be as life-giving as maybe they would on the first read? And I have to say, in, in praying with this book myself, I have found the exact opposite. I seem to find something different within his reflections that I focus on each time as I'm as I'm reading through them. 
a phrase or a word or a point that I didn't notice as clearly before that maybe the Holy Spirit is trying to awaken in me on this particular time praying the rosary. Um, John Paul's words were so rich um, his and so clear, his devotion to Jesus um, uh, so overt that it just seems like there's more to be mined um, every time that you read it. And so I think because of that, you really do get the experience that you're praying with him. You get to understand what um, impacted him in the particular mysteries. Uh, and also what I did was I, I pulled through, I based um, small portions of each chapter um, on the spiritual fruits that St. Louis-Marie de Montfort um, introduced. And I kind of showed how St. John Paul II, through his life, embodied each of those spiritual fruits. And so for that reason, you've got a biographical component to this book that helps you not only pray with John Paul II, but learn more about him, understand more about him, um, where he was coming from, and how um, how and why we celebrate him and venerate him today as a saint. The beauty of the reflections that you did offer in the book is that, like Mary, John Paul, we see him, but then we don't. We're actually looking through him to Christ. I think that is the fruitfulness of it. it. I think that's the reason why it just resonates and it it stays with us and it doesn't get stale because the vision that we're giving is a very holy, holy vision. Yes, absolutely. And you can see that within those, uh, within those kind of pieces that I wrote where, you know, there's one point where he's, when he was elected Pope um, in 1978 and you know, he, he, I, I used the words that he spoke upon accepting the papal responsibility, conforming to God's will, which is the spiritual fruit of that mystery of the agony in the garden. And, you know, he said, in the obedience of faith before Christ, my Lord, abandoning myself to the mother of Christ and the church and conscience of the great difficulties, accepto. Mm. And I think those just that openness to the will of God, no matter where it might lay, comes across so clearly in that and in how he lived his life and is such a great example for us. Yeah, I really think this is an important book, Praying the Rosary with St. John Paul II by Gretchen Crow, it, because it casts just another light on that beautiful facet of the diamond that's the rosary. I think that's why it's important for anyone out there who you feel you've been praying the rosary your whole life, but there is such a depth to the mystery. There's a reason why we call them mysteries, uh, isn't there, Gretchen? Yes, there is. There's always something more to be discovered uh, within the life of Christ and within the life of Mary pointing us to, to Jesus. Um, they, it's so rich. There's always something more to meditate upon. Um, and that's one of the reasons, too, why I, I included the uh, spiritual fruits of each mystery, which I love, because not only does it, um, not only do we reflect then on each mystery, but we reflect on the virtue that we can, you know, grow strong, grow stronger in as we're praying a particular decade. And I find that very fruitful. 
um, and very helpful in the spiritual life to kind of, uh, it's not just this happened in the past in Jesus's life and in Mary's life. It's, we are called to, based on their example, holiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and these spiritual fruits can help us get there. And so I find that very powerful. The wonderful part about this book, too, is that in the reflections, don't tell folks in the spiritual fruits or in the reflections what to think as much as they're so rich and they're compact that it allows it to come out of the person. Sometimes you get these kind of reflection books. Essentially, it takes away the meditation that should happen with inside the person because there's so much there. You just seem to have the right amount. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It just there just seems to be the right balance in each mystery. And I think that is why I, I love this book so much. Well, that's um thank you so much for saying that. You know, as I was writing this, I did not want this to be about me. And I think sometimes you sometimes and with the best of intentions, there can be those devotional books um, with reflections that talk about the individual, the writer. I did not want that. That was not the focus. That was not the point of this book. My intention and focus and, and desire was to lift up the example of St. John Paul II. And, and so really that's what, I, that's what I strove to do, to put him to the fore uh, and help people understand uh, more about what was working in his life to help him achieve um, holiness and thereby help us also. We'll return to Inside the Pages in just a moment. Did you know that you can obtain a free app which contains all your favorite Discerning Hearts programs? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Archbishop George Lucas, Father Mauritius Fildi, and so many more, including episodes from Inside the Pages can be obtained on the Discerning Hearts free app. This also includes all the novenas and devotionals and prayers, including the Holy Rosary and Stations of the Cross, the Chaplet of St. Michael, and the Seven Sorrows of Our Lady, all available on the Discerning Hearts free app. Visit the iTunes and Google Play app stores to obtain your free Discerning Hearts app today. We pray with St. John Paul II, a prayer he composed. Mother, at this solemn moment we listen with particular attention to your words. Do whatever my son tells you. And we wish to respond to your words with all our heart. We wish to do what your son tells us, for he has the words of eternal life. We wish to carry out and fulfill all that comes from him all that is contained in the good news, as our forefathers did for many centuries. May our ears constantly hear with the proper clarity your motherly voice, do whatever my son tells you. Enable us to persevere with Christ. Enable us, Mother of the Church, to build up his mystical body by living with the life that he alone can grant us from his fullness, which is both divine and human. Amen. St. John Paul II, pray for us. Amen. 
Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to Inside the Pages. I just happen to have a great love for St. John Paul II. I'm one of those JP2 kids who's now in her 50s. What I loved about it so much were all the pictures, too. There are images here of him in every mystery that are just absolutely exquisite. They just capture the moments. And I just... I mean, how hard was that trying to find through all of the the images out there just the right ones? Because it seemed as though you've accomplished that. Well, thank you. It, um, you know, not each of them is perfect. You know, and I think I'm my severest critic. So you can go past me back and say, oh, I maybe should have chosen a different one. But I, I love the photographs. I absolutely love them because it makes them feel, again, that John Paul is with us as we're praying. Um, the book is four color and it's um, so the images, m- most of which are in color, but there are some in black and white, uh, really pop and really shine. Um, and uh, and I just love it. It allows us to enter into his life all the more into those quiet moments, into those moments of joy, um, into those moments where he was embracing children and uh, or, or in deep sorrow or prayer reflection, the deepness of his prayer life and how much he meant to people. The importance of uh, cherishing not only the rosary, but the embrace of this new saint is, I think, so needed in the church right now because he is a pope and there is a lot going on. I don't have to tell you, Gretchen, in your involvement with the Our Sunday Visitor News Weekly, there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of misunderstandings, miscommunications, but also a lot of anger. There's just a lot of emotion. And that's the dangerous place, isn't it? You can kind of get swallowed up in that anxiety. Um, you you understand the frustration and the anger that's out there right now. And and, and a lot of it, you know, is justified. But at the same time, we can't let that affect um, our relationship with Christ. Um, despite the storms that might be raging, uh, we know where our focus needs to be. And so I really hope that this book can help root um, the person who is using it, ground them, um, bring them back to Jesus through Mary, to Jesus through John Paul. Um, help us to find um, solace in in the midst of whatever trial um, we might be facing and that the, the church is facing right now. So many of the reflections that you have come from so many different sources of his 
uh, writings, again, from his audiences, some, so many different things. I mean, how did you uh, find the ability to be able to narrow it down? <laughs> well, uh, that was, it was a lot of fun. Actually, I, I would work on this in the evenings and, um, uh, I have a, I have two children. That's why I have a two year old. So we get the two year old in bed. Mm-hmm. And I was pregnant at the time with my now my daughter who's six months old now while I was writing this. And so I would curl up on the couch and, you know, it's, doing research these days is amazing because you'd have a, you use the Internet and you have your laptop. And there were some other sources I needed to go to. But primarily, I could find a lot of what I needed um, online. But it took a lot of sifting through. And I wanted to make sure that I was getting just the right content uh, for each mystery. And so I would just I kind of curled up on the couch under the blanket and I would feel, you know, my little baby. And um, it, it was just an amazing experience to be able to just immerse myself in the writings of John Paul and be able to find uh, what I hope are just the right ones. A lot of prayer, um, a lot of asking the Holy Spirit for direction and discernment to try to make sure that um, what, you know, that what was, what I chose was what was going to be speaking to people and what people needed the most to hear from, from St. John Paul II. So it was really a, a wonderful experience for me to be able to kind of immerse myself in, uh, in the life of John Paul. Um, I read, you know, George Weigel's wonderful, mm. um, biography at the same time as I was doing all of this to just, again, kind of just, live and breathe um, John Paul II to make sure that I was able to put forth the best of him that I could. And um, it was just a great time. Each mystery, as I alluded to earlier, has this new light has been shined on this mystery throughout this book. So it helps us to enter more deeply into that prayer. But that particular mystery, the luminous mystery, the one that he brought forward, what could it be about 20 years ago and introduce it into the church? Almost 20 years ago. To have him guide us through that, that I think is uh, such a gift because for many people, it, it was kind of a struggle making that transition. Even today, there are those, you know, how do I pray this, the fifth luminous mystery? How do I how do I enter into the transfiguration? Because that's just, it seems so new and so different. And yet for many people, it's, it's normative now. But yet to have his insights and in what you've done with that, I think is so wonderful. And I just want to thank you, Gretchen. Oh, thank you very much. I think, you know, yes, I, I, I agree with you. I think this was, it was a struggle for a lot of people to just suddenly have a great traditional tradition and devotion to the, to the church have additional mysteries. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a big task, but you know, you could tell, um, how much John Paul had prayed about this, uh, and, and in how he proposed it in the, in the gentlest of ways, in the most loving of ways, proposed these mysteries. And then how we see him living out the spiritual fruits that are associated with them and the, um, and the, just his reflections on each of the mysteries and how he can help, help us, help draw us closer, um, into the power of each of those mysteries. But, but that was great. An interesting note about the luminous mysteries is, of course, the spiritual fruits. Um, St. Louis de Montfort did not write these spiritual mm-hmm. fruits. Um, uh, and so uh, in when I wrote Why the Rosary, Why Now, I was also listing 
the spiritual fruits at the back of the book to try to, um, again, call, call us to holiness. And, um, and so I took a stab at writing them. And so that's what these are. These, the spiritual fruits are what I had published in that book two years ago. And I continued them forward and with great, great humility, uh, tried to discern, um, uh, what the fruits of this, the spiritual fruits of those mysteries might be. Well done. Well done. Uh, they were, it, I think this is not only a, a wonderful book for people to get, for their own uh, edification, as well as an entrance into a deeper prayer and devo- in, into this beautiful devotion, but it's also a great gift. I would, I'm planning on giving it to at least five people I know. Oh, uh, that's so nice. And I, this is the kind of book you want to pass around. You want to give this, I think, too, to people that are like coming into the church. Of course, those who are going through RCIA, or or maybe somebody who is having a reversion. That's the beauty of this particular book because it's it's more than just a rosary devotional. Again, you get a wonderful accompaniment with probably the 20th century's greatest devotee of the rosary. Is that bold for me to say that? (laughs) No, I don't think so. No, not at all. I I think he's earned that title, and um, and I think that um, that this book was made to be shared, um, and. and I hope that John Paul's love of the rosary comes across in it and inspires people to love it too. Well, Gretchen, I, I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to discuss this and to bring this forward to others. I wish we had more time. In closing, do you have any final thoughts? John Paul II, pray for us. St. Mm, <laughs> John yes. Paul II, pray for us. We we need him. We need his guidance right now. And um yeah, I'll leave it in his hands. You must have kind of a, re- a wonderful relationship with him right now. I think I do. Yeah, I um one of actually the most enjoyable things about publishing this book has been able to use it in my own personal prayer life. Um uh as silly as that sounds, mm-hmm. um but I I use it every day because um again, it's not about me. It's about John Paul II. It's about finding something else in his writings that speaks to me and helps guide me in my own life. And um, we have in our home a large uh, image photograph of John Paul II and have a statue of him as well. And we're able to talk to our children about him and the great gift that he was to the church and to the world and, and, and how he is now interceding for us in heaven. And and we turn, I turn to him every day in prayer. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that this book can help, can help bring others, uh, closer to Jesus through him. You know what they say? We don't choose the saints. The saints choose us. And I'm really glad he chose you because you, well done. Thank you so much, Gretchen. Thank you for having me, Chris. It's been a pleasure. With Gretchen Crow, we've gone inside the pages of Praying the Rosary with St. John Paul II. To learn more about this book or to obtain a copy, go to osv.com, the website for its publisher, Our Sunday Visitor. Or you can find it at any fine Catholic bookstore. To hear and or to download this conversation along with thousands of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. 
We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com. And join us next time for Inside the Pages, Insights from Today's Most Compelling Authors.